Good evening. Good morning. If you're watching on replay, give me a hashtag replay. Let me know where you are signing in from. It's great to be here. Merry Christmas. It is Boxing Day evening here in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, I don't know. I told my wife today, I, I was like, you know what? I really feel inspired. I want to do a transmission tonight. Um, because whenever I've had uh, some triggers come up in my life, I have a tendency to sit down and process it. This is really what the entire purpose of this this community is all about is taking responsibility for when you're you're triggered trigger proof does not mean trigger less so i've noticed a bunch of new people in this uh, group welcome if you're new to this community uh, i'm dr nima romani and uh, i discovered as a chiropractor that the number one thing people were coming to see me for were stress-related problems and if i could just keep going upstream the real problem is a dis disconnection from self when we get triggered or activated through really stressful events in our lives, usually in the, in the realm of relationships. Um, we have breakdowns. We have breakdowns in our relationships. And then over time, the accumulation of these ruptures, these emotional injuries, affect our physical uh, health and well-being. So I noticed this in my 20-year chiropractic career. And I just gave, created a possibility that I was going to keep going upstream and educate people on what causes health to break down. And what I discovered is emotional injuries, emotional wounds from our past that are, they get stuck and trapped in our bodies. And without really um, working towards healing those attachment wounds from a somatic body-based perspective, we rationalize, we stay in our heads, and we keep getting into these same patterns, even though we know they're not good for us. And we have the same arguments, we date the same type of people, and we're not any healthier. We actually get worse until you learn to take responsibility for your triggers and heal what they're really about. And that's really what I wanted to share with you tonight. Uh, one of the things that have been coming up for me as far as a trigger for myself, you know, one of the challenges of teaching this work is I gotta have, I have to, <laughs> I'm actually called on to lead by example, which means at home with my wife, with my son, with my clients, when they trigger me, that's a call to action for me to go inside and see really what it's about. What's been happening as of late in our community, because it's Christmas, because it's the holiday season, this is a minefield of triggers if you haven't, if you haven't noticed let me know if you've had any drama go ahead and i really want you to participate if you're watching um live just kind of drop in with me and really let's let's explore this i want you to write in your latest trigger that's been happening go ahead and write it down because this training is going to help you decide excuse me help you distinguish uh, and find the distinctions for how to know when you're stuck in a story. Because what's happening is people are getting triggered 
they're coming in and they're going into their story, 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 story about it. And usually the story sounds like my husband did this, my son did this, um, everybody's against me. There's a story of suffering that is tied to your trigger that you're going through. And it's happening like it is amplified around the holidays. Now we have lockdown, we have families stuck together, uh, loneliness. This is a big thing right now. So I really want you to uh, notice what trigger that you're going through. And, and I'm going to invite you as well to just go ahead and write down what your story is. People don't listen to me. Um, this is inappropriate. Um, So-and-so is attacking me. Everybody's against me. You don't support me. Okay, what is the story you find yourself repeating again and again? Um, I'm not, I'm not, nobody trusts, you know, I don't trust anybody. Okay, uh, I see how he's triggered by a guy I'm dating because I see how he's stuck in his story. Yes, Jennifer, exactly. So imagine being a coach helping people who are in relationship limbo. If you're here, uh, helping people who are in relationship limbo, who are having conflicts that are, you know, trauma, separation, uh, divorce, heartbreak, uh, insecure attachments, noticing constantly finding themselves anxiously attached, codependency, trauma bonds. I help people kind of in that space learn how to transform doing the work and then create the holy grail of human existence, which is um, uh, secure attachments, feeling safe, safety and security in, in your relationships. I've been old enough and trained enough and, and working as a chiropractor and teaching and coaching, I'll tell you right now, that is the holy grail of kind of existence that we are wise to look towards becoming. I don't care how successful you are. Whenever now, what with what I know about the nervous system, with what I know about healing trauma, when somebody is super duper successful and they've done all these accolades, the first question I want to ask is, well, how are their personal relationships? Because that's the true test. What I've discovered is that's the true test of a person's character. Uh, a person's healing is if they are able to um, be in relationship. A lot of people can't. They, they say, oh, forget it. I'll just stay single. I'm happily single. Ha. What they're actually saying is that I'm not able to hold my boundaries. I'm not able to be in a relationship with someone without completely abandoning myself and losing myself. That's usually what they're saying, right? Uh, Jennifer, pay attention. You're going to really enjoy this, okay? So what I'd like for you to do in this situation is write down your story. Go ahead. Be vulnerable. This is what the whole kind of community is all about is sharing vulnerability. And write down the story that you're consistently finding yourself saying that my kids don't listen to me. I don't get enough respect. Uh, nobody supports me. I'm just telling you some of the stories that I've been hearing. I've just, nobody is supporting me. I'm not supported. Uh, I don't feel respected. Um, men are pigs. Uh, So-and-so was a narcissist. You know, I keep attracting narcissists. What's your story of suffering? <coughs> I want to invite you to go ahead and write it down because what I'd like for, the goal of this training 
is to help you identify when you're stuck in a story. Why? Because this story is a external projection screen. It's like a screen, movie screen, that is broadcasting or illuminating what's in the projector, the film in the projector. And what most of us do is instead of addressing the actual film or the programming in the projector, we look at the screen at the results that we're seeing outside and then we blame the externals. And the problem with that is there's no freedom in that. We have the illusion, we get into this elusive thinking that if that external screen changes, then I'm going to have this warm, fuzzy, loved feeling inside. The big secret and surprise that I discovered after I was telling that story is I just can't commit to anybody. Uh, women are after one thing. Uh, I don't trust. Um, I don't trust. Like, I was telling my, those stories and it was producing those external results until I realized that I'm not going to distract myself from those external stories and I'm going to go inside and look at the projector, look at what I'm putting out there initially and take full responsibility. When I did that, I was able to totally transform the results in my life, create a secure attachment, feel safe in my body, heal my relationship with my past, have a deeper connection with my parents. Um, feel, you know, a connection with men like friendship and camaraderie, which I used to only see them as complete uh, competition. Now I have this group of men who are friends with me and who I can stand for and they stand for me. And I have such a, a great relationship with men now, which I saw as competition before. Um, a lot of things will change when you, when you're able to see that. Now, um, this, this, um, transmission was inspired by working with some clients who I noticed consistently falling back to stories. Now here's the problem with when we do this. The problem when you're stuck in a story is you can't see it you, when you are possessed by it. Let me say that again. The problem when you're stuck in a story is you can't see it when you're possessed by it. Let me give you an example. I have a three-month-old son, right? And, um, he, like, he, he has to go to the bathroom, okay? Well, he, let, let's say he shits himself or he pees himself and he's uncomfortable in his diaper. I pick him up and I could tell him, son, it's okay. Just hold on five more seconds, 15, 20 more seconds. We're, we're almost there, uh, you know, we're driving in the car driving in the car and we're like five minutes away from being able to come home and change his diaper, I can turn around to him, look him dead in the eye and say, son, don't worry. That, that pissy diaper that's really uncomfortable right now, just wait five minutes and I'll be able to help you. We're going to change your diaper. You're totally going to be fine. <clears throat> now, I can try to tell him that, but the problem is he's so deep in his story and you can see it because he's not listening to me. He is just, ah, ah, and I'm looking at him and I'm trying to rationalize with him. Son, he's three months. Son, there's no need to cry. I see you're uncomfortable, but we're going to be five minutes away. You know, I could sit there. I'm driving, trying to talk to him through the mirror in the back, but he's not listening. Why? Because he is so deep in his story
that there is nothing else that is a possibility. This is the problem. When we are possessed, it was a cute example. Obviously, he's not able to see the stories. I, I get that. But it's not that different from when we are stuck in our stories. We then, like, we have just fallen back and we are so deeply convinced that our story is right that nothing else even matters. No other conversation, no other possibility is correct. In fact, to tell you otherwise, that your story might be incorrect, feels extremely invalidating, feels like you're attacking me, okay? We are so deeply embedded and, and, and enrooted. Uh, I don't even think that's a, that's a word. We are so, these stories are so, we identify with them so much that we actually get offended if somebody doesn't support us in a story. Does this make sense? So what I had you do was to write down what your common story is, okay? <laughs> stuck in a shitty diaper. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You're stuck in a really shitty diaper. Now, what I wanted you to do in this training was to be able to recognize how do I know? Because if you don't get this, you will be stuck in that shitty diaper and there'll be people going, hey, we can get rid of this diaper, right? But then you'll be like, no, okay? That's basically what you sound like when you're stuck in a story. And this is not personal to you. It's universal to all of us. So I'm giving you three kind of, it's a tool. It's basically, um, it's a tool that I've ex experienced um, that will be able to help you identify when you're stuck in a story. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds anytime there's reactivity there's a wound and if you're curious and inspired to learn more join us at breathwork and badassery or the overview experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. So number one, anytime you notice yourself saying you're better than or less than others, you might be stuck in a story, <laughs> okay? That's the first one. Anytime that I catch myself saying I'm better than people, oh, she's jealous of me. So-and-so is jealous of me. You're stuck in a story. Anytime you're like, oh, I'm nothing. It's all my fault. Poor me. I'm, I'm the worst ever. And you have this, I'm never going to get it right. Oh, poor me. I'm never going to get it right. You're stuck in a story. We have our we have some clients we work with, and they get really caught in this defeatist. 
I'm never going to get it. I'm failing. I'm miserable. Everybody else has it except me. We hear this a lot and we're like, hello, that's a story. And they're like, what are you talking about? They're possessed by it. They can't see that it's a story. So anytime you notice yourself saying that you're better than or less than, chances are you're stuck in a story. And here's the way that it goes. Our stories are usually uh, surrounding two parts and periods and eras of our life. The idea of personal growth and personal development is to grow into what we call a functional adult. Okay, that's in, in an ideal world when you have parents that understand how to attune to our emotional needs and know how to validate us and be able to help us get our emotional needs met we then grow up to be functional adults that take responsibility for our lives. But unfortunately, no parent is perfect, and very few of them are trauma-informed unless they are freaking unicorns. They did not understand emotional attunement, and they did not have understanding of the nervous system and self-regulation and co-regulation and understanding the different states of the nervous system so that they can be able to help you and teach you how to regulate your emotions. Instead, you were likely taught to invalidate or you had trauma and experience of separation where you had to take care of your parents. You had to become a surrogate parent, a surrogate husband, a surrogate wife to your mother or father, or you, you lost a parent or you were raised without one parent. So you had this constant feeling of unworthiness because uh, or abandonment that was deeply embedded in your nervous system. And what happens is we become stuck there. We become arrested in our emotional development. We then get stuck emotionally as a little wounded child. That stage, that's the first stage, which is around zero to five. Or based on the traumas, we become adapted adolescents between kind of six to 18. Okay. So and the whole idea is the next is to get us to the next stage. The whole idea behind personal development work and learning how to regulate your nervous system is to get yourself to a place where you can be a functional adult. So how do you know when you're stuck in a story? Well, here's the thing. The wounded child, remember those three phases, the wounded child, adapted adolescent, and uh, functional adult. The whole idea is to get to a func functional adult, okay? <clears throat> I'm so nearsighted and in my story, I'm having trouble articulating it. Yeah, it means, if that's the truth, Susan, it means you literally are your story. Your story is you. It is your identity. This is a lot of people in this group I've been listening. Just look at the thread from the previous posts about uh, your relationship. The people who are so deeply stuck in their story, they can't shut up about it. It just keeps going. And it's kind of like, la, 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 la. I'm not hearing anything else but my story, la, 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 which happens to be your wounded child. Okay, the wounded child feels worthless. Every time you're stuck in a worthless story, you're in your wounded child stage. The adapted adolescent feels arrogant. Screw you. I'm better than everyone. You're not my people. You know, you're not doing it right. You're not walking your talk. That's the arrogant part of us. That's the adapted adolescent. Whereas the functional adult has esteem from within. Okay. The wounded child 
is when you're telling a needy story. When you're needy and you're stuck in a needy story, you're in your wounded child. Whereas the adapted adolescent is needless. Fuck everybody else. I don't need them. Fuck them. I don't need them. And we, it's so funny because our clients, as we're working through our programs with our clients, walking, up, walking them up the mountain to secure attachments, what happens is we literally watch them acting out. When they get triggered, they go into, fuck you. We literally watch them like little children, needy little children, to need less adolescents, to hopefully, if they 